Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy podcast, and today I am thrilled to interview Kirsten Brown, editor-in-chief of Strong Fitness Magazine. And on today's episode, you're going to learn what it's like to be editor-in-chief of a fitness magazine, her journey to getting where she is, and how she manages the crazy deadlines that come with it, what it's like behind the scenes, and also for any of you who are interested in getting in the fitness industry, whether it is fitness modeling or writing, submitting articles, she's going to share exactly what magazines are looking for. And she has a very special offer at the end for all of you who are listening in today. So let's get started. Kirsten, thank you so much for being on. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, thank you, Lori. I'm so excited um, to be on this podcast. I've been listening to it and I think you're an incredible interviewer. Um, the caliber of women you've had as guests has been amazing. I've really enjoyed them. So I'm, I'm honored to be among them. 
Yay. Well, you're one of my favorite people that I've gotten to work with. So I know that there's going to be so many women out there who are probably dying to talk to you and hear from you. So I'm the lucky one who gets to ask the questions. So hopefully I can ask all of the questions that you guys want to hear. So I want to jump right into that. And I really want to know about how you got to be editor-in-chief of Strong Fitness Magazine because you and I met quite a few years ago, but I want you to take us back to a place before any of this happened. Um, I think that you were just writing, but why don't you just tell me about that? Um, sure. So um, I am a little bit of an unlikely person for this job, I think, um, in terms of, you know, I'm not, I have never competed in fitness. I'm not a, a personal trainer. Um, I do enjoy being active. I have a background in journalism, but um, just to go back in time a little bit, um, after graduating from university with my journalism degree, I was struggling to find work. Um, and I had always been uh, overweight in high school and university. And um, I was working a whole bunch of freelance jobs and part-time jobs. And that's when I was slowly starting to get into just working out. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And um, I was trying workouts from different magazines and online and, you know, running forever on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. And slowly the weight started to come off. And then sort of serendipitously, um, I applied for a job at Oxygen Magazine, which many people don't know was uh, run out of a city near Toronto for the entirety of its life. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, I ended up getting a job there sort of at the bottom of the totem pole as a fact checker. Um, and I think part of what helped me land that job was that I was starting to become passionate about exercise and what it was doing for my body and my lifestyle. And I think um, that kind of helped me get my foot in the door there. So um, I ended up being there for four years. I worked my way up from fact checker to assistant editor um, and eventually to the nutrition editor. And I sort of just fell in love with the industry. I was in awe um, by competitors, by bodybuilders, um, Nicole Wilkins, you know, um, even the men like uh, Kai Green and just totally fascinated by it. So I was really absorbed in the culture there. And um, also my oxygen family, the women I worked with, you know, we sort of shared in this lifestyle. And it was really amazing time. And then, um, you know, a few years ago, the uh, publisher, Robert Kennedy, um, an icon and legend in the fitness industry, he passed away. And um, shortly after the magazine and the company went bankrupt and years later was sold uh, to an American company in California and has since been reborn. But back then in 2014, um, I found myself out of a job or sorry, mm -hmm. 2013, excuse me. Um, found myself out of a job mm. and the very next day, you know, I was still sort of heartbroken at the loss of this job that I loved and the coworkers. Um, I got a phone call from Paul Busetta, whom you know very well. And some people out there may have heard of, he's, um, an iconic photographer in the fitness industry and was chief photographer at oxygen for many, many years. Um, and he said, Hey, you know, I'm out of a job. You're out of a job. Uh, do you want to start something up? And it was literally within 24 hours of, um, you know, losing my previous job. And that's kind of where it all began just a few years ago. Um, myself and uh, my coworker, Aaron Lutz, who had also worked at Oxygen, and Paul, we sat down and said, let's start something. And, um, you know, a few months later, Strong Fitness Magazine was born. <laughs> Amazing. I'll never forget that. Actually, I remember the exact day that um, I had heard it. It was like all these text messages going around from like all these different fitness people like, I can't believe oxygen is over. Where do we go? What do we do? Because there just wasn't a lot out there. That was kind of, um, you know, the magazine that if you were really into um, you know, working out hard or clean eating or just inspirational things. That was kind of like 
the, the Bible for us. So, um, and I actually re I so remember one of the first emails I got from you because you were so kind through email. Literally. I was like, I love this girl and I've never, I don't think I've actually met her in person yet. So, um, I felt an, an instant connection. I remember the next email I got, you had a different title. I was like, Oh, moving on up sister friend. Good job. <laughs> awesome. And then after that, I was like, Whoa, okay. Very cool. Um, but anyway, I love hearing that. I want to know what it really, what did it, I mean, that is so scary. You go from getting this great or having this great, uh, position, this great career where you're so excited. You probably dreamt about your future with that magazine and really thinking of where it could go to not having, what did that, what did that feel like? Did you have a couple days where it was like devastating where you freaked out? Um, yeah, it, it was devastating and not just when it happened, but sort of, you know, the months leading up to the bankruptcy, you could, you could feel that something was mm. wrong. Um, and people were being let go. Some people had quit. So there was sort of this, it really sort of put a dark cloud over, um, my last few months there. And, um, I knew something was coming, but I wasn't really prepared to leave. I wasn't prepared to let go. Um, so yeah, it was really scary. And I was, I was still sort of mourning the loss of that job when we started this job. But at the same time, it was uh, such a bright opportunity for me to grasp because I know that sort of near the end of my time at Oxygen, many of us on the staff, we started to sense the, the shift in fitness and the entire sort of um, evolution mm. that I think fitness was going through or was starting to go through at that very time. And... Um, it just felt, it felt almost like this is our chance to do something really different and make the magazine that like we know in our hearts, um, needs to be made. It's, it's something that I think women were looking for because, um, like I said, the fitness industry was shifting and it wasn't quite so, uh, cut and dry. It wasn't just, you know, like six meals a day and, um, you know, chest day, Monday, back day, Tuesday, and, and competing and that kind of thing, it was starting to include obstacle course races and kickboxing and CrossFit was a huge, um, long distance running, you know, rope training, all that kind of stuff. And I'm not necessarily sure that we were still speaking to that audience mm -hmm. or that we were able to reach them, um, at oxygen. And, and we wanted to have that conversation with those women through an entirely different magazine. And I think, um, it was it was really an exciting time to to put this magazine together and be able to reach them and when we came up with the name strong it was like it was magic um i could just i knew that this was this was the new uh path for me and um yeah i'm i'm just so grateful for it oh my god okay so i love 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 hearing that because that's what this magazine has become for me because i you know, as a fitness person who was really involved with, um, the other magazine and the other idea of training, it's like, I have evolved so much, um, in my own fitness routine. And I see that with so many of my friends, so many of the women in my life, especially as I've gotten older and moved to a different location in California, where everybody's really into just doing what they love and being outdoors and just following what they feel in that moment. And I love that. Um, you know, I want to talk more about that. Like the magazine really portrays all sorts of, there, there's a million roads to Rome, right? So it's choosing which one works for you. And it's okay if that is different. And if, the, if this one girl in the magazine is doing something, you don't necessarily have to do that. You can check out another person in the magazine doing something else. So I was just flipping through the last issue and it's so diverse. So where do you, when you're trying to come up with different things or portray different people or different content, when you guys sit around and, and try to come up with that, where does it come from? Um, I think just uh, looking around, um, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, fitness really is everywhere. And you just, I mean, it's at the, you go to the gym and you see the way other women are working out. Um, you're seeing the way people are interacting on social media, what they're getting excited about. Um, you know, I remember uh, a few years ago walking down the street and seeing like six pack abs on a Nike mannequin and knowing that things had changed. Mm. Um, and I try to keep those things in mind when we're planning the issue. I mean, you can't be everything to everyone, mm -hmm. but we still try 
very hard to, like you said, include a diverse um, range of, you know, body types and women and their backgrounds and their athleticism. So I guess we're really just trying to stay on trend, um, but also, you know, look for new things, maybe what's going to be the next trend. Mm, I love that. So, okay. I always like to read all the different comments about, you know, in, in all different fitness magazines about how people felt about maybe a cover model or something on the inside. And I think it's so interesting how, you know, you're putting out amazing content, amazing information, really trying to show the diversity. And yet there's always people who seem to maybe not like one thing or not like the, that you went with a certain body shape, or maybe it's not inspirational, or maybe it's too much, or maybe their abs are too much. How do you guys, what is the general thought around, you know, how you handle that? Because you're trying, it's, it's really challenging to please everyone, right? As a magazine. So what do you guys always stick to or how do you confront that? Um, there, I mean, there really is no way to confront it. I think you have to have a thick skin about it. And that's not just true in the publishing industry, which can be very cruel. But I mean, with social media now, everybody has a screen and a keyboard to hide behind. And it's almost like they're just sitting there waiting for an mm-hmm. opportunity to criticize. It's It's so difficult to get... Um, you know, lots of people love the magazine, but they don't necessarily write in to tell us that. But it's mm-hmm. when one person is unhappy with something that they can't wait to jump on their computer and email you about how unhappy they are about that one small thing, you know, among 100 pages of excellent, um, well-researched content that we've worked so hard to put out there. And, you know, I learned a long time ago that you just have to have a thick skin because you can't please everybody. We try our our best. Um, and those people, you just kind of brush them off and you know that there's, there's no way to please them. Mm, So brilliant because for anyone listening, you know, it's, it's the same for if they're trying to, um, put out something creatively, if they're starting something new, if they're taking on a new challenge, if they're going to a new class or trying a new workout, it's like, it's what you focus on, right? Because there will always be those people who are critical and the ones who are critical are just scared. So it's, what are you focusing on? So, you know, is it that one comment that was critical or is it the 99 that were great? And we have to remember too, as people to tell people when they're great, right in when it's great. So those are the things that are just, you know, that it's, it's our focus for everything. So Kirsten, I want to go ahead. Oh, sorry. It's not that we don't appreciate, um, critical or, you know, constructive criticism. And um, sometimes that does turn into something very thought provoking where I might try to approach a topic or even the way I write an exercise differently. I mean, I do, I do, I read every single letter we get, um, which is probably less than you would think, but I do, I read everything. And um, the ones where somebody has actually taken the time to uh, construct, you know, an an email that is Mm -hmm. thought provoking, Um, I do take those to heart. It's the ones that are just sort of lashing out on and, you know, whether it's body shaming someone or they're upset because we used a woman with breast implants. um, Those are the kinds of comments that I've just learned to, to let go. Mm, I, yes. And some of the, some of the constructive criticism is the best. And even though it's, it's not, they're not, even when they're good, they're not always easy to read, but those are the game changers. They truly are. I try to do that after events. And I know that you guys do that after um, a lot of your stuff. And it's like, those are the things that make you go, Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, I didn't see it that way. And thank you. I'm just one person or we're just a team up here, you know, trying to get out the best things to you. So that's really beautiful. So if you guys, you know, have something that's interesting, that's how you, that's how you get the message across. <laughs> it's just really trying to be thorough in how you feel as well. So, you know, I really want to know as editor in chief of a fitness magazine, people don't realize how crazy. So uh, to a lot of people, you know, you're, you're living a dream job. This is like, this is kind of the pivotal. This is what everybody wants is to, you know, if you're, um, in journalism or you're writing or you're working with a magazine, you're kind of at the the top of where people want to be. So I want to look at that. I want to look at what that life looks like and what it takes to really be, um, you know, you guys have a lot of deadlines. What does your life look like? How do you manage that? 
Uh, well, first of all, I mean, I know how fortunate I am to have this opportunity um, to create a magazine that I truly love, a product that I 100% believe in and I hope is making a difference. Um, but having said that, it's it's so much more than a magazine. I mean, it really is a startup company. And anyone out there who has worked with a startup um, knows that it is it is not easy. It is painstaking. It is... I mean, sometimes just 24 seven, um, it's anxiety, it's, it's all of those things, right? So mm-hmm. it is very difficult at times. And I mean, we're in our third year, which is incredible. Mm. Um, you know, every time another issue comes out, I, I almost laugh because I know there was a time when I didn't think that we would see our 16th issue, which is what we're working on right now. Ah. <laughs> uh, in fact, I, I remember when we were putting the first issue together. I can remember, um, you know, people that I knew that knew me well, and um, they didn't they didn't think it had a shot. So I know how lucky we are to have gone this far. Um, but yeah, it, it's very stressful at times. Um, you know, to be honest, it, it has taken its toll in the past. And uh, there was a time like I don't have children. That's a choice I've made. Um, and this was my baby mm-hmm. and I was putting everything into it. So, you know, I went through the the time where, you know, I'd be up all night obsessing about it in my mind and then I'd get up super early and I'd start working on something and then I'd go to the office, work all day, um, come home and continue working. And to an extent, that is what sometimes, you know, achieving a huge goal mm-hmm. takes a certain amount of dedication and hard work and sacrifice and absolutely sleepless nights. But there is a point where, you know, that starts to take its toll on your health and your well-being and you start to become um, almost the opposite of of the message you're trying to put out there, which is wellness at the end of the day. Mm. Um, so there was a point where I had to sort of stop and take a look at uh, my stress levels and, um, you know, my health and say, whoa, okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. check yourself because, um, it's not always, it's, it's not always the best idea to put your entire self into something because then eventually you might not be able to, uh, be there for, you know, the people that count on you, your coworkers, mm-hmm. the product. Um, so yeah, it is crazy. Sorry, tangent. It is crazy mm-hmm. at times, but sometimes that's, uh, part of the fun, like mm-hmm. traveling um, to LA for a photo shoot or being on set with you. Like when you came here, that was amazing. Mm. I mean, you kind of just have to go with the flow and take everything in stride and um, just really at the end of the day, take care of yourself. Mm. We talk about that a lot on here. I love that you said that because there is like this effort period of making things happen. There's an effort in surrender, right? And sometimes we absolutely have those moments where it's like you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you just have to keep going. You just have to have the faith. And as a, so as a startup magazine, it's like, you know, when you guys go into creating another issue or, or like, how are we going to stay on, you know, how are we going to make our mark? How are we going to really make this magazine happen? It's easy to slip into fear, right? To be like, let all of those things overwhelm you. Do you guys have like a reset point or what do you focus on? Or do you have meetings that really bring you back into focus of what this magazine is meant to do and how to make it keep working? Definitely. I think that, um, you know, especially when it's time to start putting another issue together, uh, we have meetings where we look at the issue that's just come out, um, what worked, what didn't, we brainstorm new ideas. Um, I think we always have to try to stay ahead of the game. So we plan these meetings where we're saying, how can we make this a little bit better and how can we change this up and sort of keep people guessing? Um, We have our own style, but it's constantly got to be progressing. So when we sit and have these meetings and we have a good productive brainstorming meeting, um, you know, we're reminded that, uh, we have a pretty solid product. We have a very small team here, a small budget. Um, it is a startup, but at the end of the day, like we put out a really great product mm. and that's what matters. And I think that that's very fulfilling. Mm. So true. It's really, really amazing. I love the content and the stories in it. And Um, you know, I want to get to that with being on set with, you know, I just got to be on set with you, which was so much fun. Um, 
I don't know. I always have a good time with you guys. And I think that's because it's a choice to have a good time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course it's a massive blessing for me, but I know, you know, I was, I was really just standing thinking, uh, while I was on set, I'm like, this is, I mean, this is a job for them. They work so incredibly hard here. I am having like the best day ever, but to you, this is your daily life. You know, you're constantly thinking of staying on top of things. You're working with so many people, you're balancing everything. You know, you're thinking of what, uh, the article is going to go along with the image and is this image inspiring and how is this going to affect people? There is a lot going on that people do not realize behind the scenes. And, you know, I really want to know, your life is being on set with fitness people all the time while you are chaotically busy. And sometimes you don't get to work out that day. What does that feel like? Does it ever get, does it ever get in your head? Does it ever feel overwhelming or how do you keep that in perspective being on set with so many fit people? Cause I gotta be honest. I, I would really have to reel myself in if that was my, uh, life every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's true. Oh, well, first of all, being on set is often like a workout. Um, yes, because <laughs> you're running around, you're setting up equipment, uh, you're on your feet all day, the adrenaline's going. Um, so I don't usually beat myself up about it on, on <laughs> shoot Yeah, that's dance. good. <laughs> but, um, it's true. Um, being in this industry can put a lot of pressure on you. Uh, it can be difficult not to turn inwards and say, well, I don't look like that. Um, you know, I think women in general, we have difficulty dealing with shame and self-esteem. Um, but I think we have created a, a product and not just that, but a community. Um, you know, it's beyond fitness. It's, it's body acceptance, it's wellness, it's health. And part of that is, um, a variety of body types and lifestyles and not everybody works out every single day and that's okay. Um, I like to think, you know, this is sort of my, my own mantra that we haven't created a fitness magazine. We've created a women's empowerment magazine. I'd like to think that we're carving out our own genre. Um, and that's why I don't worry about competition. Cause I think that we're the only one in it, <laughs> oh my gosh, but, um, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just try to keep that in mind. I try to do my own thing. Um, you know, 2016 is supposed to be my, my year of wellness. I said, so it might not be um, a sole focus on fitness all the time. It might be getting eight hours of rest. Um, it might be, uh, you know, listening to a great podcast that day and going for a walk and taking some time for myself. Um, and just knowing that I'm doing those things when I'm extremely busy. To me, that's an accomplishment. And I can sort of check that off. Instead of beating myself up, I can look at the things that I have done that day that was a healthy habit that I made time for. It might just be that I had warm water and lemon in the morning and the rest of the day was, you know, total madness. Um, but yeah, it is difficult as it can be. That's, that's basically what I've been trying to do at least lately. And once, you know, when things were really chaotic, sort of in my, my goal for 2016 is, you know, focus on the positive, focus on the accomplishments. Um, I think that things go by so quickly and the issues come out so fast, you know, so I can't believe that three years has passed and sometimes you forget how much you've accomplished. And like, oftentimes I don't think of it as inspiring. I think of it as, uh, you know, not a chore, but it's, oh, it's been so difficult. And um, really, it's it has been amazing. And I need to stop sometimes and just go, you know, it's not about what other people are doing, especially if I'm working with a fitness model. That's her job. It's her job to have a six pack. Um, that's the career that she's decided for herself. This is my career and I'm doing the best I absolutely can do. Wow. Okay. You shared so many good things within there. And I love your, I love that this is a women's empowerment magazine. Cause girlfriend, you know, that is like right up my alley. Um, <laughs> I'm like, how can we create together and empower women and make them feel good no matter what? Um, and that's another thing is your year of wellness. Like, I think that is a lot of where I'm seeing the fitness trend going, because if you don't feel good, if you don't do the things that make you just feel good every day and relieve stress, there's no way that you can keep that six pack. Just being real. I've been in this industry long enough. And so have you to know that, you know, you can't, just stay super lean and ripped and shredded if you are not 
happy. Like that is not the road to happiness. We see a lot of back, like a lot of backfire, right? We see a lot Mm of, um, people dealing with a lot of different metabolic damage and just so many different things that, that happen if you're not paying attention to your happiness and what truly feeds your soul. So, you know, I love it. I was just looking through this last issue, um, of strong and, uh, reading about Molly's article. And I love that. I love that there's so many different body types in the magazine and that so many different stories are portrayed. And that also, um, you guys like to show a lot of the, the hard times, right? The hardships and how people got through and it's really solution based. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about you guys. It's not just a magazine. I want to talk about how you have extended this into camps and why did the so why did the camps come about and can you tell me a little bit about them sure um so when we started the magazine actually uh it wasn't called strong camp at the time but the concept of a boot camp or an event um that was presented by strong was an idea that was in the works like almost before the magazine was a thing it was just something that we really wanted to do um we felt it was something that was missing from a lot of other magazines um because the goal was to create a community, sort of, uh, yeah, like a community that women felt they belonged to something. You know, the magazine is really just um, the the rock in the middle of it all. But so um, in our very first year, we started Strong Camp. And, you know, it started, is it a boot camp? Is it a retreat? And it's it's both of those things. It's a weekend of women's empowerment. It is, um, workouts, nutrition seminars. There's always a yoga class, at least one yoga session. Um, there are, uh, motivational speakers a lot of the time. Um, you know, incredible amounts of bonding and it's just been amazing. And, um, a lot of people don't know about strong camp still, but what's been incredible, I've been to five or six of them now, and um, every time it's just so reaffirming that we're really doing something that's touching people's lives. And um, every time I go to Strong Camp, it's sort of like, okay, I have to go, I have to travel, I have to leave the magazine and um, my life, and it almost feels like a burden. And then I get there, and it's like my my cup was empty, and now it's full, and it's overfilling, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to get back to the magazine because these women from all walks of life uh, come to the camp and it's almost like they're meant to be there together. The bonds I've seen created, um, women sharing their stories. I mean, so many women just have come from such difficult backgrounds and they've overcome them. And, you know, health and fitness has played a major role in their, their recovery. Um, and I've seen them open up and share, you know, there's been drug abuse stories, um, sex abuse and, and people, they feel comfortable there. And these women open up, they share their stories. And, um, I've seen lifelong friendships begin at strong camp. And so it's really not about the, the working out. It's, I mean, they definitely kick your butt. And I think that partially helps to bring down some walls because you've sweat next to somebody, you've felt like throwing up next to somebody, (laughs) um, and bonded with them that way. And then when you sit down to talk about, you know, what is strong? What does it mean to you? People start to, um, those walls come down and they, they really open up and bear their souls because strong is something different to everyone. And in sharing those stories, they're strengthening all the women around them. It's, it's really amazing. It's, it's really magical. Mm, It is magical. I can vouch for that. I've been able to be at, has it been two or three, two of them. Um, but I will be at one. The third one is May 20th in San Diego. Um, and I know the next one coming up is in Austin, Texas, and that is April 9th through the 10th. And, uh, the one that I will be helping host is May 20th in San Diego. And you guys can go to strong dash camp.com if you want to be at that. And I just want to say everything that she said, um, is so true. <laughs> Every single one that I've been to has been really amazing. And I can tell you that I've, I myself have made beautiful relationships, uh, with different people and just really hearing what women are going through, having your pulse on that. Like it just reminds you, um, that we are all the same, that we're all sharing the same challenges. And together when we lock arms, we just get so much stronger and that these things that we feel, uh, can sometimes, you know, are sometimes the worst things to ever happen are some of the things that make us the strongest and that we have a message after that, that we, you know, share with other people to help them get out of those dark times. So 
Um, are you going to be at the one in San Diego? I hope so. I know. Got to get you to California, right? Yeah, it always depends on what's going on here with the magazine, but mm-hmm. I, I always hope to be there. I love being there. Like I said, um, it's just so reassuring and just so fulfilling to be there. And uh, one thing I just wanted to mention about the camps that I love is um, I think a lot of people are intimidated for some reason, mm-hmm. whether it's because it's held by a fitness magazine or they see women in the photos that are really ripped or whatever. Um but really it's for all fitness levels. I mean, nobody is walking around with a whip and, you know, making you do pull-ups if you can't do them. Everybody sort of goes at their own pace. You know, the last one I went to, I had a shoulder injury, so I didn't do push-ups. You know, I did like squat jumps or something. Um, you kind of, it's more just about the, the togetherness and the whole vibe. Mm-hmm. And we have women from all different kinds of, um, fitness levels and age ranges. We've had a lot of mother-daughter duos, which is just like so heartwarming, Um, you know, sisters. And a lot of women just come by themselves. And that's one of my favorite things to see is a woman who, you know, drove across the state uh, to attend a camp. She doesn't even know why. She's just, I just felt like I had to be here. And I've had that conversation with so many women who've come on their own. And then once they're there, they realize that they needed to be here Mm. for a reason, something in them said, I need to go to this camp. And, um, you know, most of the time it's an amazing experience for them. So that's, that's something I really love about the camps. It's just the, the diversity and, uh, the variety of these incredible women that I've had the pleasure to meet. Mm, It is all, it is all bodies, backgrounds, ages. I love that. And honestly, if people feel a little call or if they feel like, Hmm, a small curiosity around it and then fear comes up, that's where you need to be because that is how we grow. And these are your, that's your tribe. If you are feeling called to the magazine, if you're feeling called to um, anything around fitness, it's so beautiful because it is all background. So I love it. I know I always feel recharged. I love hearing people's stories. I love um, just being in that energy because truly it's, Yes, it's it, it has the idea of fitness, but it's about growth and bonding and connecting, I think, at the core of it. And I think that's the most beautiful part of it is just walking away uh, with those relationships and feeling so much stronger and just clearing out those old stories that have been holding you back because we're not sharing with people. So, um, yes, we hope, hope, hope to see you there. Um, so, Kirsten, what is your what is your definition of strong? Hmm. (laughs) You'd think I would have this rehearsed by now because (laughs) it's a conversation that comes up so often. Um, I really think strong is knowing exactly who you are and, uh, living that life unapologetically and wholeheartedly. Um, and that's not necessarily something you can just do. I think, you know, most of us aren't even there yet. This is all part of the journey, but uh, when I see a woman who is truly authentic, um, to me, that's just so awe-inspiring. And I've had the opportunity to work with so many powerful women. It's definitely been the highlight of my career and my life so far is the women I've um, been able to work with and meet, you know, like look at some of our cover athletes. There's there's you and um, Amber Dodds-White, like Holly Holm, um, so many different backgrounds and athleticism. Um, and they're just truly living their authentic lives and doing what they love. And that makes them strong. And um, it's just really amazing. And I think, um, you know, for me, doing this magazine, taking a big risk, uh, that makes me stronger every day. And then interacting with the readers, getting their feedback, seeing them at Strong Camp, that makes me a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then knowing that I'm doing what I love and what I think I was meant to do, you know, that makes me strong. So I guess that's my <laughs> rambling definition. Mm-hmm. But No, I, I love that because, you know what, I think it always changes because it changes with what's coming up in our life, right? So, and I also love that you talked about risk because... I, I would love for you just to, um, elaborate on a little bit about, um, just periods in your life, uh, around risk. Like what is risk brought into your life? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think it proves to you what you're capable of. Um, you know, that fear is really just a mindset, 
Um, we have an article on strongfitnessmag.com right now about um, practices for obliterating fear. And what it says is, um, you know, that unless you're trying to get away from a bear or an earthquake or something, um, like fear is really sort of useless to you. It's standing in your way unless you're overcoming it, you know, to make yourself stronger. Um, so I think the risks that have come up, you know, particularly this is one of the biggest risks I've ever taken was starting a magazine. Um, it just proves to you what you're capable of. And, um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. It's so true because uh, I think that other people don't think that, you know, maybe you or I or these women that they look at don't have fear. And it's not that we don't. It's that we understand that it's a feeling that is accompanied with anything new and anything that maybe our heart is calling us to. And you kind of just you kind of just learn to function with it because I don't know about you, but it doesn't go away from me. No, absolutely not. And I think people may think, oh, it's just a magazine. It's just a piece of paper. It's this, you know, frivolous item, an object. But I mean, every issue I'm putting myself out there, that's um, my my hardest work, my best effort. Um, and then, you know, I have an editorial in the front. So there's my picture and my words. And you're just putting yourself out there constantly and, you know, doing this podcast or what we write on social media, um, you know, it might not be me specifically, but I now identify with this brand. And, um, when you're just constantly putting yourself out there, um, just opening yourself up to criticism and backlash, especially in a society that is just like loving criticism right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it feels like a constant, it's constant risk taking. It really is. Mm, so, so for those people who have not yet put themselves out there, is it worth it? Oh, absolutely. Um, you can always change course, right? Mm, always. Mm-hmm. I always think that, that people who have not, who are so scared of putting themselves out there because of criticism don't understand the reward that comes with it. And if they did, they would be all over it. They'd be putting anything out there. I'm like, I'm always so excited with every podcast because as much as it scares me, it's such a creative release for, for us. And it's such a way to connect. So, you know, even if, if I'm super nervous for a podcast or to interview someone, I'm like, Oh, I know it's going to be good. Cause I'm really <laughs> nervous. <laughs> Exactly. So, okay. So I, I want to, cause I know that, um, people are going to see your name and want to listen in, and especially it's going to be an audience of maybe women who are wanting to get into fitness, or maybe it's people who want to write for a magazine, or maybe it's people who want to get into a magazine to inspire other people. What would you tell someone that wants to contribute, um, to a magazine for articles? What would you say to them to focus on? Are we talking specifically about strong or in general? Um, in I guess in general, but yes, if people wanted to contribute to strong or in general to any magazine, if they are, you know, we're in your situation writing, where do they start or what should they focus on? Um, well, we, you know, personally at strong have a submissions, um, email account. It's submissions at strongfitnessmag.com, um, where you can send, uh, pitches. My advice would be to specialize in something. Um, don't just reach out to a magazine and say, Oh, I'm a personal trainer. I'm an expert. Um, I can write about something if you want to give me an article. Um, I think it's really important to hone your skill set and then show it when you approach them because we're constantly, I get more emails about, I want to contribute to strong than anything else. Um, and very few of them catch my attention because there's nothing unique about it. Like show the editor what you can do for them, show that you understand their brand, that you understand their editorial voice and their audience. Um, and then give them an idea that they haven't thought of yet or a twist on, on an old idea. Um, and I think that's really the best way to get into contributing in terms of modeling. Um, I mean, that's a whole different beast. The fitness modeling industry is um, fairly competitive. Um, at Strong, I mean, we're looking for a breadth of body types and uh, and ages. Um, and really, we're just looking for someone with something, you know, a spark, something a little bit different, um, something to offer 
that will inspire people. And it's, you know, something that's a little bit beyond just like a great body or great glutes, um, something that inspires that's just a little outside the box. Mm, I love that. And thank you for sharing that because I think it's going to really clarify for a lot of people and give them a path because I get asked all the time, how do you do it? Or can you connect me with people? Or, you know, this is what I want to do. And, and look at me, I just won this competition. And that is great. That is so exciting. And that is definitely a step in the direction of a dream. But I will tell you, I was that person who was like, well, what about this? I just did this and in this contest and I'm, I'm in shape right now. And I'm, I'm a personal trainer and whatever this, you know, whatever I had going on at the time. And I, it it took me a while to learn, you know, I was in my mid twenties. It took me a while to learn that I just needed to do what I loved to do in fitness. And that is to inspire and motivate people in the best possible way that I can through my zone of genius, whatever that is. So it's about creating that community and really having that community follow you for whatever reason that is and do what you love within that community and show the magazine or show people, um, that you're already doing it, that you're inspiring these people through this, uh, you know, way, or you've really found that this is working in a, it, it's finding things that work and showing them why it works and what's inspiring and what's different. And I think that's really important. Otherwise it is just another, you know, it's, I think we have to view it and I think it's okay for, for me to say this, but it's a business and it's also, you have to, um, sell the magazine in order to, it has to inspire people. It has to Mm -hmm. spark people. So I love that you said that. Um, because I try to share that with people, right? Just to find something that works for them. So any last um, tips for people who are really trying to either start a career um, in, I don't know, in fitness modeling or in um, uh, journalism or in in writing? Like you said, just um, do what you love. Um, find that one thing that you're, you're really obsessed with and just make that your expertise. I mean, you are everyone out there trying to do that. I think everybody who submits to us probably does have something special to offer, but you do need to go that extra step to show it. Um, and that's what I'm looking for when I'm reading through submissions or pitches. It's just somebody who took the time to say, you know, dear Kirsten Brown, um, I love the magazine strong and, um, here's an article that I think that would be a great fit for it and your audience because of this. Um, and that's really, and it's sort of the same, I guess, when you're submitting as a model, um, send photos that fit the brand. Our brand, I like to think, isn't like any other out there. Um, we don't really do the smiley, pretty fitness. It's a little bit grittier. It's a little edgier. It's far more real. Um, and so those are the images that we're looking for and the kind of women we're looking for. Um, you know, can you pull that off? Of course you can, because you do it in the gym every day. So take photos of it and, you know, do something that's real, not something that's, um, transparent. Mm. That's so, thank you for that information. And I know that people are going to be super, super excited for the clarity because a lot of people are just looking for a path and a road. So, okay. I am super excited because I just got to go up and spend time with you guys and shoot with you. And then my favorite was actually just being able to hang out and talk to you guys afterward, because it's really just a great thing to be a part of because it's a pat, it's such a passion for you guys that you live it and you breathe it and you're getting great information out to people and you're passionate about being the best and you are. So, um, I'm very excited because I'm going to be in the, which month issue is it? So you, Lori Harder are appearing in our May, June issue, which will be on newsstands, hopefully the first week of May. Um, and because we're bi-monthly, we'll be on stands for the two months. Um, so we have an incredible feature with you. Um, as you know, we worked you very hard that day. I loved it. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to give too much away. I'll leave the feature as a surprise, but it's something a little different. And I think um, some invaluable information for busy fit women out there trying to cram in all their workouts. Um, so yeah, so you'll be appearing in the May-June issue. And I have here a special promo code. Yay! 
for the listeners of your podcast specifically, um, we have an exclusive discount promo code for them so that they can subscribe. I should mention that the cutoff date is April 10th, so they must subscribe before April 10th in order to begin their one-year subscription with your issue. Okay, so April 10th is the last day that you can use this promo code, and they have to go to strongfitnessmag.com backslash subscription. Okay, and then the promo code is strong and happy 20. Strong and happy, all one word, and the number 20. Awesome. So strong and the word and is spelled out because I had to ask that one. So strong and happy 20. And it's yeah. strongfitnessmag.com backslash subscription. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is so awesome of you to offer that. Um, and I hope, hope, hope you guys subscribe because it is such a, I don't know, it's a shot of inspiration whenever I get my strong magazine in the mail. I cannot wait to um, just consume the entire thing. And I usually read it two or three times. So thank uh, you. I just, they're, they're my, it's just, you know, it, it's something that I think inspiration, I, people need to seek out inspiration and I do it in every form possible. Like you said, you know, podcasts and books and magazines and pictures and whatever that is, you know, there's so many stories shared in there that it's like, find someone that resonates with you or who's on that path and follow in their footsteps because success leaves clues and they're sharing all the tips and information and the mindset. And that's why I think this is so important. Like you said, a women's empowerment magazine, it's about the mindset of, of what it takes to be happy or to be in good shape or fit and in part of a community. And that's what you guys are sharing is a strong community. So I'm super excited about that. So last questions before we wrap up. Mm -hmm. Um, if you were on an elevator and you only have 30 seconds to tell someone, um, what they need to do in order to be happy or what to follow, what would you say? 30 seconds. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Just do you. Mm, Amen. That's perfect. And isn't that the truth? Just do you. That is perfect. All right. Also say get lots of sleep because um, I think you'll find the difference between six hours and eight hours is a huge difference Mm -hmm. and you'll actually be more productive and then you'll get to your goals faster and you'll be happier faster. faster. I'm all about sleep right Mm -hmm. now. You're my spirit animal because I'm, (laughs) I don't, I don't know if you know, but I am like psycho about sleep. I'm like, no, nobody touches my sleep because otherwise I'm a different person. Like literally I am a, yeah, it's not good. So, (laughs) so I love that you're focusing on sleep too. Okay. What's your favorite food? My favorite all time food. Sure. Um, all of it. Um, (laughs) again, spirit animal. Yeah. I guess like my favorite meal would probably be like a perfectly cooked, really expensive steak Mm. and fries (laughs) (laughs) and, and wine. Are they truffled fries? Um, sure. Mm, that sounds good. Okay. Bring them on. <laughs> All right. I am so grateful that you came on the podcast. This was so much fun to talk with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's This has been so much fun. Oh, good. Anytime. <laughs> All right. Well, don't say anytime. I'll have you on again very soon. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And everyone, if you loved this podcast and you got any bits of information or you know anybody who could use a shot of inspiration, please make sure that you share it. And until next time, make sure you do something to make yourself proud and earn your happy. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. 
This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community without an online community you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement which is what i know that we're all after and you can build trust 
or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.